So today, today is Tezai and Adar. Obviously, uh, the, the phenomenon of Shluchim and uh, the impact that Shluchim have had Bachlal, over, um, over the course of the years since Shlichus started, which in a certain sense, I was thinking about this. Who was the Shlich that we said was the, was the pro, had the prototype for a Chabad house? And his house was used in Varsha as a, as, as a, huh? So, yeah, so, Mechol uh, Aaron. So, Bechlal, because Shluchim go out on Shlichus and they go to people's, they come into these communities, so this, uh, you know, this, uh, the status of, of these people becomes a lot different than maybe what we heard about Shluchim in the past. Not that we have to give people statuses. The status is a very important kiyodua. And today, today we have the phenomenon of uh, reporting or proclaiming your status to the world, which uh, has its uh, has its miles and chesreinus. But um, and different 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 shluchim obviously have different personalities and they have different impact, and there's a different feeling that the community maybe has towards different people. But today. Um, is, 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 is connected to a person who, even when I was, when I was younger, it doesn't mean when I was younger because I was younger already after he passed away, but he, ha he has, a, he has a, a shame, a name, and a standard, a status of, of being the father of a country. Now, a father of a country, um, it's obviously no one's a father of a country, but in terms of a, a figure that transformed the country, that, that's basically the idea. A figure that transformed the country. And the person that we're talking about is Rebero Baumgarten. So, Rebero Baumgarten, um, who I, think, I believe was sent out of Shlichus, the Chavdalad officially, but went on, went on various Shlichus before that. So there, there, is, a, there is a story here um, that is actually told over by his son. His name was Pini, Pinchas. And his son Pinchas says a story about a time that they were um, they had a Yechidus by the Rebbe and they were, they were in the Yechidus together with certain Balabatim, interestingly enough. And there were three brothers there in the Yechidus and apparently also their wives or maybe some of their wives. And at the time, the youngest brother was suffering from Yenamachla. The youngest brother was suffering from Yenamachla and in response to the request and the bracha for Rafur Shleima, so the Rebbe looked, the Rebbe responded by saying, since there's, 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 technically there's a quote over here, so if there's, a, if there's an accurate quote, maybe it's Kadai to, uh, to read what the quote. So it says like this, the erste Zach is, the first matter, the first, uh, th first thing is, as das wendet sich in the Makedes Habayis, that this matter, it becomes dependent, or it's the concern of his wife. What does that mean? Everything that he eats, especially if she's the one preparing the food or she's the one overseeing the kitchen, should be strictly kosher. The Rebbe repeated, this is, this is something that is dependent on, the, uh, on, the, on his wife. The Rebbe then looked, the Rebbe turned his attention to this uh, person's wife and said, It's not a difficult thing to achieve. To have strictly kosher, even even in uh, even in Argentina, 
uh, when the Aleph was villain, and all those who, who, would, who would like, in other words, all those who want to be a part of this, and all those who are asking and want him to be healthy, sein gute Freund, his good friends, his relatives, should also do the same thing. In other words, apparently there's a lot of, obviously the person had a lot of influences, and the person had a lot of people, acquaintances, and the person had a lot of time when he's sitting down with different people and eating, eating different food. And the, the Rebbe is saying it not just about those people towards, them, towards him, but those people towards themselves. In other words, the Rebbe is saying, a person wants to maintain a healthy, physical, healthy body, so he has to make sure he, that he's very specific about what he puts into his body. Untan vas mer mitzvah, then the Rebbe adds, more mitzvahs, never, never holding back or never, uh, never giving up opportunity to do a mitzvah and to seek, seek more mitzvahs to do. Vas das vet su heilin und su helfen to the refor shleimah. All of these things will uh, hasten and they will assist in the refor shleimah. So then the story is an interesting part of the story that I'm not really clear about is that he then, he, the Rebbe was speaking in Yiddish and then the, um, uh, Rabbi Baumgarten over there, Rabbi Baumgarten's son translated it in Spanish and apparently, since it's funny, the Rebbe spoke in Yiddish and the Rebbe had him translate in Spanish but he translated what the Rebbe said and the Rebbe was, was not happy with the translation <laughs> which means, right? So the Rebbe, the Rebbe could have said it in Spanish himself but the Rebbe was not happy with the translation the Rebbe basically said, that's not what I meant, that's not what I said and then he retranslated it, changing whatever he changed and the Rebbe was happy the point of the matter is, this is where the story becomes crazy. This is where the story becomes crazy. I mean, a story like this is they would imagine that everyone, everyone would have heard it. So, um, after that, the Rebbe turns to Rabbi, to Rabbi Baumgarten and says, in Yiddish, tell him to show me where it is. Tell him to show me where the Yenemachla is. So he lifted up his shirt and he showed the Rebbe. I don't know, it doesn't say over here you know, where, he, where, he, where he pointed to or where he showed. But he lifted, imagine that the Rebbe's not pulling out an x ray an uh, uh, photo over here. The Rebbe's not taking a picture. The Rebbe's, these, the, and it, so it's like something, this whole thing doesn't make any sense. If the, Rebbe's, if, the Rebbe, if the Rebbe's asking him to show where it is, and then obviously the Rebbe maybe knows where it is. So the Rebbe can see it without him picking up a shirt. But the Maizu went like this. He picked up a shirt, and the Rebbe put on his glasses. It makes it even more weird. The Rebbe puts on his glasses, and the Rebbe is gazing, and the Rebbe is really, really gazing, looking deeply at the spot that he, that he says uh, that, he has the, that he has the cancer, that he has the Anamachla. And the Rebbe, the Rebbe says, Pinyan, tell him that I don't see anything. <laughs> Then the Rebbe gave a bracha, also gave a bracha about the sister who lived in Argentina, and um, it seemed like the, the Yechidus was over. And again, before, as, as, they, as they were trying, as the Yechidus was, was over, and the, again, the Rebbe put his glasses back on, and the Rebbe said, Ask him if he could show it to me again. Um, and again, the Rebbe looked, and the Rebbe said, Pinya, tell him that I don't see anything. This, this Pinya Baumgarten, he, he, he's saying about himself that even though that at that point the Yechidus was over, he was frozen in his place. As you could imagine, I, now you can't, I, can't I, see, I shouldn't say you could imagine it because I don't, I, I don't think anyone could imagine the scene of being in Yechidus and the Rebbe's taking out his glasses and looking at a person's uh, back or stomach or whatever it is and the Rebbe's saying that he doesn't see the Yenemachle. But the opinion says that he was so like, he was so frozen and stuck in place that uh, there was a certain individual 
who did a very good job in like kind of pushing people around and getting people to go where they were supposed to go that uh, schlepped him out uh, from from the Yechidus room, quote unquote, and uh, because he saw how bewildered he was, so this individual uh, asked him to say, well, like, what's going on? What happened? And that's what, that's what, that's what he told over the story. So that's, that's, that's the first part of the story, which itself is, but the story has a, the story has a twist ending that is not as exciting, but it's still part of the story and it's part of the lesson that needs to be derived. So, Again, these were Balabatin. These were people that, for all intents and purposes, their connection with Yiddishkeit was a result of the Baumgartens and, uh, in, in Argentina. And, 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 and by the way, today, I, I, I personally was never in, in, in Buenos Aires. Anyone here was in Buenos Aires ever in Argentina? Um, but you, you, you know, we, we, I would imagine that we think, we think about Argentina and Buenos Aires like, okay, it's like some third world place and like, I don't know, whatever, whatever kind of stable, what kind of community. It is, it is, you could walk around over there and you could go to, it, it's a, it's a, it's a Crown Heights-like environment in terms of the amount of people. It's like you're walking around in a in a in a wall-to-wall, -wall, uh, you know, Jewish neighborhood. The amount, the thousands and thousands of Frumayidin that are there, that are, I I think it's legitimate to say they're a result of this man. This man who comes to Buenos Aires, who settled there in 19, 1964, and he created this, he put this country on the map. Okay, it's, it's rooted in the city of Buenos Aires, but it's, he, he, this, is, this is what we're talking about. And, and it's interesting to know because he, in the, and I'm, I'm saying this not because I, I know, but I'm saying this because the Rebbe says it in a sikha about him. The Rebbe says in a sikha about him in 1954 on Shruis that he's not the smartest guy. Yeah, the Rebbe says he's not, he's not the biggest London, he's not, not the biggest masculine, but he is a posh, and the Rebbe says he's a posh man. But the power of pshitos, the power of the sincerity and the, the simplicity of the connection that I have to the Rebbe and being the Rebbe's shliach, that's, that, that's what wins the day. That is the avoda. The person wants to know, what's, what's my avoda? What's my this? I, mean, I, I have all these things. I'm being pulled in different directions. Your avoda is to move away, in a certain sense, everything that you think makes you special. Of course, there are a lot of things that make you special. But basically, focus on what your task is. What's your, what's your job? What's your obligation? What are you being asked to do? What's your shlichus? The person has the problem. Some people don't know what their shlichus is. So then you investigate. You find out what your shlichus is. And that shlichus is, is where your absolute attention and focus should be. And this is what happened with this man. This is what he did. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there are people. But I don't know if there's anybody comparable to him. In what he accomplished, in what he did, in, in, in the most selfless way. You know, people, you know, we always hear this about Shlich, about, about Shluchim, they do. The people, they, 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 saw the, they saw him as their father. But there, there's literally, literally, this people that he, he fathered them. <laughs> as, as funny, as weird as that sounds. Uncle Pun, the story goes a year, about a half a year later. So it seems like this Pinya, this Pinya Baumgarten was in, was, in, was in Crown Heights at the time, and he, he accompanied them into Yechidus. He didn't come with them, he didn't travel with them. So about a half a year later, and this was, um, in, he says, in Kislev, 19, 1972. So he says, I, 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 I returned, I came back to uh, Argentina for, he says, the, 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 it seems like he came back for his wedding, he was getting married. 
and um, there was something that was very strange. There were there was um, there, there, there were these people, these guys, these people that I was in Yechidus with, these brothers, they were not by the wedding. I don't know if all of them were not by the wedding, but some of them were not by the wedding. In other words, people that, you know, they're, they're, they're definitely supposed to be there. They're, these, are, these are the Balabatim, whatever you want to call them. And uh, I asked my father, um, you know, what's, well, why didn't they come to the Hasana? And he kind of, he kind of uh, he dropped his head a little bit. And um, so I went to figure out what's going on. I, I, it seems like he might not, even, might not have even answered him what's going on, like why they didn't come. So he, made, he says, I made my own investigation, and uh, I found out that that younger brother died. That younger brother, the one who, was, the, one who the Rebbe took his glasses to see the Yenemachla died. And wait, wait, wait. So when I found, when I realized that that's what happened, that, that's what's going on, so I said, I, I paid an immediate visit to the family, and it's then, it's then that I heard the story from his brother, brothers, that we, what happened after the Yechidus, right? Because we know what happened, but we, we don't know what the follow-up was. So he says, we ha what happened was, we, after we came out of the Yechidus, so I guess they went home, they went back, and they, they visited the brother's doctor, and the, the doctor confirmed that there was no cancer. There's, no, there's nothing. However, as is unfortunately the tendency of many a people and many a person, my brother's adherence, commitment to the first part of what the Rebbe said, began to be weakened and weakened, began to get less and less. So his commitment to Kashros, which is what the Rebbe predicated the, the story of the, the, the Rafu on, and his, uh, you know, his commitment and uh, following of in being Shemr Tehro began to get, uh, I don't know how long it, it, it was, how long it was, it was, he was held on to, but it was, there was a clearly a dismissal of that, of that, uh, of that commitment, or maybe never taken on in the full, full in the full, in the fullness, in the first place that it was, and uh, the Yenemachla came back, and it came back with a vengeance. And uh, like you said, less, less, less than a, it was a half a year later, he was gone. So the, 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 the two parts of the story have tremendous, I mean, there's three real, three things about the story that jump out right away. Number one is um, the famous saying, people are... Uh, it's kind of a reverse, because I'm, I'm going to kind of say it in a way where it's a little different. People always say, to try to get people to be careful about how they speak. Right? What are, what's the line that people say? Like, you're, you're, everyone's concerned about what they put into their mouth, but not what comes out of their mouth. So, maybe we could say the opposite sometimes. Sometimes people are very concerned with what comes out of their mouth, but they're not very concerned with what they put into their mouth, depending on who the person is. Right? Like, uh, like, Dr. like Dr. Uh, like Dr. Rothstein, uh, make a mistake. Like we were taught by, we'll just call him uh, Dr. Ben. I think Dr. Ben, he goes by Dr. Ben. Doc, just Doc Stam. Right. So you got to be careful about the choices, what you ingest, what you make part of. So that's number one. Number two is, um, the Rebbe... 
does not have any restriction. The Rebbe sees what the Rebbe sees everything. Why did Why did Rebbe have to put on a pair of glasses to see? That, that's part of the mystery that I. That, who knows? Why did Rebbe have to tell him to lift up his shirt? Who knows? But the Rebbe, the Rebbe sees what's there, and the Rebbe saw what wasn't there, and the absence. And at the same time, you have to realize that the, the Rebbe is not um, waving a magic wand and, 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 and saving a person of, you will now be spared from this disease. And you, blah, 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 you will get it. And, you know, listen, there are certain parts of what the Rebbe, what the Rebbe do, that uh, is expression, that, you know, the, there's an expression that says about the Semach Tzedek that he's, he was erfeared balabatashkeit in Petroburg. You heard this expression? That uh, says in Rosh Hashanah that uh, he would do some kind of, uh, some kind of uh, mental, uh, some kind of processing where he's moving around different people from, from occupying different positions of government, whatever exactly that means. But over here, the Rebbe identified what was the reality, and the Rebbe said, that we, if we want to maintain this reality of health, if we want to maintain this reality of cancer-freeness, then you have to do something about it. This is not going to be because you visited me, and I put on my glasses, and I took, uh, and I took my magic scepter, I'm not going to take my, I'm not going to take my scepter. Right. So the Rebbe is not taking scepters and, and, and spearing you from this. The Rebbe is telling you what you need to do either to free yourself or to maintain a sense of health. And if you don't do it, if you don't listen, then you don't listen. And the repercussions are what the repercussions are. So I'll go point him. This is not a Misa directly about the bell, but this is a Misa that was told about uh, the unbelievable Misa that happened with uh, Balabatan in the in the uh, in the in the Argentina. Uh, 